carry on and plan the sequel. Because let's face it, baby, these days, you gotta have a sequel. Stop! And welcome back to Micro Queers. It's a bi-weekly queer horror short roundup. And I'm Joe. And I'm Trace. And we are going to be discussing a short film called Watch Over Me by, uh, I'm sorry, written and directed by Mish. Yes, from 2010. Yes, from 2010, which um, I guess with everything going on in the world right now, this is, uh, it's hitting a little close to home for people that are going to watch this right now, huh? How do you mean? I mean, just like with the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, like, I mean, this is kind of like involved with, I guess it's just in Israel, I guess maybe that's what I'm thinking. Uh, Yeah, I mean, we're talking about a conflict that's been ongoing since 1967, so it's... I guess so. Maybe before we get into it, if folks have not watched the short, it is... Here's a logline. On completing his training in a secret elite army unit, A-10, who is played by Guy Kalp, Kapolnik, there we go, is taken out by mates from the unit to celebrate. During a night of drinking in Tel Aviv, he learns things about the unit and about himself that shake his world. An encounter with Shahar, David Hoffman, who lives the way Etienne never dared, gives him a chance for a new beginning. But when he tries to go with the change, he discovers the ultimate price of his previous choices. So yeah, and and this is structured in a way that it's like... um... Like the first third of it, it's almost like a bait and switch where you walk into this thinking it's like army training, right? Which I guess yes. maybe it is. It is. It's just the sort. It, it, kind of, but it's it's a vampire training, right? It's like, okay, like yeah. prove to yourself, prove to us that you can do this, that you can be a vampire, and then we'll let you stay that way. And of course, the I don't know, what would you call this? The uh the final test of sorts is go kill someone. In this case, it happens to be a uh, gay man. Uh, Yeah, there's, in some ways, this short is completely not complicated. Like it's incredibly straightforward. It's two dudes from this unit select this guy who's in a room and they're like, okay, we're going to go out for leave as given by the commander. And then, yeah, you've got to do this test. Uh, And yet there, there is more to it, but there's also not like, I think what bothered me is there's an insinuation. I mean, there's the larger insinuation of why this armed force exists, which is against the backdrop of the Israeli-Palestine conflict and the years specific. I'm going to bring in something that maybe has something to do with it. Maybe not. I don't know. But I also took this to be like, we go looking for people that can be killed and no one will miss them. So like when they when they find this queer guy, Shahar, he's very much like easy pickings for them, which to me is like not great. And, you know, the ending of this film is quite a Debbie Downer. So it is, which isn't a problem per se for me, but yeah like there just wasn't much to it right it's okay like it seemed like the point really of this was let's just kill this gay guy for me sometimes and i don't know like i i maybe it's because i don't like i'm not i'm not immersed in this culture like i don't know enough about it to really know what it's trying to say but what i got out of this was okay well from point a to point b we're gonna kill this gay guy yeah and i mean i think there's definitely a reading to be made that 
Tan is um, a, a queer man who has repressed his sexuality and that's why he's comfortable sort of being led into the ocean and making out with Shahar. But at the end of it, he ultimately rejects that in favor of, you know, the confined, conscripted military service that he's been moved into. Yeah. I mean, we know he doesn't want to kill him because whenever they assign him uh, this man, he's kind of like, no, but, you know, he's he's Israeli. He's a Jew. Um, and they're like, doesn't matter. Like, go kill him. And then when he's in the water, he's like, I have to go. I want to mm-hmm. go. But of course, he ends up staying. And you think it's going to be well, you think you don't really think it's going to be good, I guess. But <laughs> then I, I, I didn't really view it, though, as him like deciding to kill him. I view it more as his like um, vampiric urges, like kicking in, uh-huh. like he couldn't resist. But it's not really made clear enough. And then it just kind of ends. Right. Like, I mean, he kills him. The other guys come in, they get rid of the body and bam, roll credits. Yeah. And I think part of this too, is that we're watching this 11 years later. Like, let's not forget 2010 is a very different time period, even though it doesn't seem that far or that long ago either. But part of this, I think is you can read into it, how there's issues with like the way sexuality is handled in armed forces or like combat situations where it's like, it's not it's not a respectable or condoned option in in terms of the middle east i mean like and i i, I had to search this because i i'm just not familiar but like in the middle east like israel does have kind of the uh, they're really progressive when it comes to lgbtq rights and granted that's not to say that it's like perfect i mean again america and is it perfect <laughs> with lgbtq right. rights but compared to other areas in the middle east like israel israel is like up there in terms of um progressivism and especially tel aviv right which is where the short is set like they specifically name drop the city the filmmaker is actually a graduate of their filmmaking program at the university so i was gonna say it start it starts with that like you see the logo of tel aviv university mm-hmm. so i it's tricky i i read a couple of comments like this is not a well-seen short so there's not a ton of interpretations or readings to draw from but i did see on the letterbox that it has a fairly negative score and i think part of that is that we are reading it through that contemporary lens but also because sex is used as kind of like an introduction into violence and that conflation of like okay we thought this was going to be a sex scene and then it kind of is and then it becomes a sexual assault and then it becomes a murder is upsetting for the queer community it is upsetting but i mean i don't know like i i don't i'm 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 hesitant to say it didn't bother me because i'm just like well that's kind of the plot like that that is what we're doing here but uh, i mean i don't know would it have been better for you if like it didn't start if if it was presented not in a like a courtship way to begin with if it was just like oh we're just gonna go get him we're gonna get him in the bar that's it i think there's two things that i don't love about this particular short so the first is the fact that we're introducing the concept of vampirism too early And then we're Mm -hmm. treating it like a twist at the end. So like we see the guys moving quickly in the bar and we know that there's something supernatural. So it's like not a mystery. Yeah, really quick. Do you know what that reminded me of? And given that this is 2010, you know what it feels like? It feels like True Blood. True Blood. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The far reaching impact of True Blood. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
yeah. So that was that was one. I actually feel like the the short would have been stronger if they hadn't mm-hmm. have teased that. And then it was just like you thought it was courtship, but oh no, it's actually vampirism. And then the other piece is there's that general so whatness to the whole short. Like as you said, it just ends. And I did see somebody say like, what is the point of this? Like, what is the message behind it? Because so often in shorts, it's like there's a twist or a message or it's uh, a short intended to be a proof of concept for a feature film. And I don't really get any of that here. Yeah. That's actually really interesting because, and you are right though. I do wish they would have saved the reveal and you're going to laugh at me for this, but there's literally a goosebumps book and episode where it's like these two kids left home alone. They're attacked by a vampire. They find a vampire in the basement and they like get stuck into this like underground world, blah, blah, blah. Turns out it's their grandfather and they're actually entering puberty and like, they're going to become vampires too, blah, blah, blah. So that's what this reminded me of. But yes, you're right. Because from the bar and the get-go, we know that. I guess the twist is supposed to be like, oh, he he does kill him. Like he does follow orders or orders. whatever. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and you don't want him to. I felt that. I mean, I think that that's what you're supposed to feel. Right? You're supposed to be like, oh my God, this is kind of sexy. It's really hot. Like I want this guy. I want this to happen. And it doesn't. So they pull the rug out from under you. So on that mm-hmm. note, I think it's successful in that regard. Okay. But yes, at the same time, it's like, so what? Yeah, I don't know. I I just kind of had like a feeling of ambivalence watching this. I don't think it's poorly made. If we look at it as a a student film, it doesn't have a super high budget. I think it was like four to six thousand dollars. So it's it's doing reasonably well with a very limited resources. But overall, I just. I felt like it needed somebody to like amp it up a little bit. There isn't really a lot of tension involved here. I do, I do think that the one one aspect that I really enjoyed though was the actual death scene. This, in, in particular, the shot when it's like like it's overhead and he's like mm. pushing him in the water almost as he's yeah. sucking his blood. I thought that was actually shot really well, and I would have liked to have seen a little bit more creativity, like throughout i mean again it's it's like a 13 minute short like there's not much here but at the same time like you know would i watch a feature-length version of this um i mean so here's the thing i would if only because it would give this creator space to like flesh things out like i almost feel like they're just like even though i do think this kind of this short doesn't justify a 13 minute runtime i would like to see this premise taken and made like to justify like a feature length runtime. Like I feel like there's stuff here you can do. Like, I mean, I don't know this lead character at all. So I would like to get more into his life. Yeah. Yeah. I think you would definitely have to do more of a kind of, I I can't remember. Have you seen bit the transgender vampire film? Okay. So that film kind of feels like a, a bit of an elaboration of this, where it's like, it's a person who is different and falls in with a group of people who encourage them to like explore new sides of themselves. They just happen to be vampires. Right. And in this case, I think you could do it like a like, let's see more of uh, basic training, like knowing so little about Israel and that conflict. Like, I do think you'd have to be careful because politically this could get very dicey. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I think if you treated it almost like a war is hell, like this is what you have to do, like you have to lose your individuality to become a soldier. Because of course in Israel, uh, conscription is compulsory at 18. Mm -hmm. And at the time of this film, it would have been for three years. So you could do it as a like, 
new adult coming of age, like, I don't know who I am. And then I go in the military and I find myself. Because have we ever had, I mean, again, like I, we, there may be one, but have we ever had like a vampire in the military movie? Like, you know, the uh, vampire genre hmm. for me has, I'm kind of like, okay, like, I mean, I know I haven't seen it all, but I feel like I've seen it all. Like, what can you do to right. like make this subgenre fresh? And I do feel like, I mean, I'm not really a war movie person, but like, yeah, do something with like, vampires in war like i think that's like a, an interesting approach execution tbd yeah they it, it's more often like oh i've been a vampire for so long i was in this war 50 years ago and you get like a flashback yeah. with like a really bad wig yeah that's it <laughs> yeah exactly exactly but of course keep it queer like i mean like let yeah. the, it's like queer first then vampire then war like keep it queer but again with the way that this film goes i mean maybe this is the prologue to said film and it like we then study our lead character's guilt and how he tries to find love again and he can't get over this thing that he did i I mean there's many avenues you could take here i just Mm -hmm. let's see it yeah so i i would definitely be intrigued to hear if listeners would like to hear or rather would like to see a film such as that uh but also i'd really love to hear from any jewish listeners that we have who may be have a bit more of a sense of a cultural context that we maybe are missing yeah. if there's more to this. I mean, I think there's very clearly a reference to Arabs that we can read a little bit into, but Trace and I are not the people to do that because we do not understand enough of the conflict at hand. Yeah, I, I don't feel educated enough on this on this conflict to like really speak to it. So I, I would no. like to actually hear from listeners and or viewers uh, if, <laughs> what their input is on this as well. Yeah, but um. But yeah, all right. Well, um, any more thoughts on uh, Watch Over Me? Not my favorite of the microqueers that we've covered, but as always, I think it's interesting. And for me, this was almost like a, oh, a queer horror short from 2010 that's international. Like, we don't stumble upon these every day. So I appreciated it for that, if nothing else. I agree. Um, yeah, I, it's just being exposed to different cultures, different, like, I mean, you know, different LGBTQ lifestyles in other cultures, too. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I'm glad I get to see it, but I, I'm on your side with this. Yeah, not my favorite short that we've covered. Yeah. But, uh, all right, I guess on that note, we can cross out Watch Over Me. Yes, and cross out Microqueers. Murder in America is a true crime podcast that covers stories from all 50 states, including stories of mass shootings, serial killers, and lesser-known murders. Do you find yourself doing more research after listening to a true crime show? Well, Courtney and I used to do the same thing, and that's why we created Murder in America. Our podcast dives deep into each case. Our storytelling will make you feel like you're right there within the case with us, watching it all play out. And we do not shy away from the graphic details. If you're a fan of true crime, then listen to Murder in America on Spotify now.